Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Good morning and welcome to Summer Breakfast. You're with James Magnuson and Michael Karianis this morning. If you're listening on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney, we're filling the chairs for Vossi and Brandy. And for the first hour, we welcome you listening on SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane. Ben Davis will be along from 6 a.m. Queensland time, filling in for Patton Hills. If you're listening right across the SEN network, good morning to you. Heaps of sport overnight to discuss. Novak Djokovic was unhappy during the tennis. An exciting first day at the Adelaide Test and a new rule change for the upcoming NRL season. Today's guest, Trent Copeland, is going to jump on with us to discuss the Adelaide Test. Brett Phillips is back with all the Australian Open action. And Robbie Slater has his say on the running of the A-League. We'll also touch base with Sydney Thunder's Alex Ross following his final game, or lack thereof, last night. Uh, First up in the cricket, Australia are 2 for 59 at Stumps on day one. They trailed by 129 runs after the West Indies were bowled out for 188. Could have been much worse though, MC. Uh, Pat Cummins elected to bowl after winning the toss. Uh, the West Indies were 8 for 133. Did you? Were you a bit worried? Yeah, a little bit. Good morning, Miss I. When um, they collapsed, I was like, oh, this, is a bit, this had a three-day test written all over it with Australia to potentially go past them on, on day one. Um, but it didn't pan out that way. An outstanding um, final wicket partnership, record-breaking partnership there. And then the, the West Indies did well to, to peg it back with the ball. So the big story uh, was young Shamar Joseph. Uh, he put on a 55-run partnership with Kamar Roach. He also took a wicket with his mm. first ball ever in Test cricket. Handy who day. was it? Handy day. Steve Smith. Yep. Let's have a listen to the audio. So you get what you ask for. Perhaps under racing, your man is with the ball in hand. <laughs> yeah, exciting moment for, for Shamar Joseph. Incredible story of a man who grows up in a village, really back of beyond. Leaves his village because one day he's, his family is into the logging business. That's the only thing you can do in Barakara where he comes from. And he sees his life flash before his eyes and he says, no, I need to do something better in life. Moves to the closest big town. Here he is making his test debut two years later. And the way he batted, you just get the feel he'll take a wicket tonight. He had so much confidence when he batted. You can't see he'll be anything but confident with the ball. Yeah, That's correct. his craft. Correct. And am I right in saying he was identified by Kirtley Ambrose? Yes, he at was. At a fast bowling yep. camp? Yep. Wow. It's amazing, yeah. And Kirtley Ambrose has stayed in touch with him ever since. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, if you're a kid and Kirtley says you can bowl, then you believe in yourself. And he comes to Steve Smith. Edge! Oh! No way! He's out first. Ball is bowled. Unbelievable. Gets a wicket. With the first delivery, he's bowled to Steve Smith, one of the greats of all time. So he takes the wicket of Steve Smith first mm. ball. I'd say within his first, what, 30 balls, he also takes the wicket of Manus Labuschagne, two of the biggest names in Test cricket. Uh, the world's his oyster hope after he, that day. Hope he gets to keep the ball. Surely. <laughs> surely. surely. Always, you know, you'd be 
um, clamouring for, for that. There's obviously still eight wickets to four, so who knows what happened. But what a start. What, what a, a start And, to and the enthusiasm cricket. and the celebration. And uh, that, that's what it's all about. He, he's going to become a, a fan favourite, that's for sure. But... Um, yeah, the, the test is delicately, delicately poised. A, a good first day's play. Good first day's play. Uh, Australia will return to the crease this morning with Usman Khawaja on 30 and Cameron Green on six runs. Interesting to see how Cameron Green goes as well. He didn't bowl, did he, in that first well, innings? It's a big test for him. And there was that discussion of who Pat Cummins would go to first with the ball, Mitch Marsh or Cam Green. And um, he, he went with Mitch Marsh and... A little bit of a surprise because you think mm. Cam Green is probably the better or the more, more dangerous of the two bowls, but I guess the way uh, Mitch Marsh has been performing, uh, you know, he's had the golden touch over the last couple of months, so you could probably understand why Mitch Marsh got the ball. But, yeah, interesting, obviously, Pat Cummins sent uh, the West Indies in, which is very rare uh, for an Australian captain to do on home, home soil, but um, you got to say, so far, it was the right call. I think so. Uh, in the tennis overnight, Alex Poprin, uh, the Aussie, was defeated by Novak Djokovic. At one point, Novak, he, he gets a little bit testy at times. I like that about Novak. It's not all, you know, straight bat, boring. He, you know, he's up and down. He's up and down. So Novak at one point asked someone in the crowd to say it to my face <laughs> when he was being heckled. Let's have a listen to what Novak had to say. And sometimes I don't tolerate uh, when somebody crosses the line, you know, and that's it. That's what happened. You know, people have a few, few drinks, I guess, late at night as well. That's, that probably is, uh, also has an effect on how they feel and behave. Um, and that's okay. You know, people pay tickets to come and watch us. They want to see the show. They want to have fun. They're all allowed to do that. There's no issue. I mean, in terms of whether I, I didn't, I never asked anyone to, to leave the stadium. I never asked the chair umpire to take somebody out. I wouldn't do that because, you know, he paid his ticket and he he has the right to be there and say what he wants to say and behave how he wants to behave. But if somebody crosses the line, then I'm going to take it to him and as I did to this guy and just yeah, ask him if he wants to come closer and tell me what he wants to tell me. You know, offend me, insult me as he did. So that that's that's all it is, you know. He he was not really keen on coming down. That's that's what it was. <laughs> I'm not sure what uh, repercussions there'd be if he did come down and say it to Novak's face. Is he going to jump the fence? Oh. I, I have this image of this guy coming down and saying, oh, you know, something, you suck. Yeah. And Novak turns around and whips a ball at him at 140 k's an hour. That'd be pretty funny. Well, it'd be headline grabbing. Or is there some like Serbian gangster sitting in the crowd <laughs> on Novak's side who just takes care of proceedings? <laughs> you outside. Uh, it's interesting. I don't mind him calling him out though. Like, yeah, no, it's good obviously fun. he's obviously pissed him off. And, oh yeah. Um, we don't know what he said and if that um, the, the context was um, okay to, mm. to say so. But it obviously annoyed Novak, and and as Novak said, he didn't ask him. You know, he, he wasn't being a drama queen trying to say you out or anything like no, that. Pointed to security no. or that. He just said, "Mate, go on." I, I dare essentially to to say it to my face, and most of the time people wouldn't. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Particularly in a sport like tennis where everyone else is quiet, so you yeah, can pick out exactly yeah, who it is. A, it's a pretty easy sport. I mean, it, if you're heckling at the football, right, say you're standing on the hill at Leichhardt, <laughs> you turn around, look at that hill and go, ah, could be any one of <laughs> 5,000 people. Yeah. What, what um, in your days in as a athlete and, or as a spectator, have you ever cross, come across any funny Heckling? Heckling towards me, I'm sure it's happened, but similarly, like it's a 
bigger crowd and it'd mm. be hard to spot a person. There's also rules about being quiet before the start of a race. Did you walk out with headphones or what was your... Sometimes yes, sometimes no, depending on my mood. Yeah. There was no set ritual. Um, but heckling in the crowd. So we were at, uh, I, I was young, so I'm thinking must be way back to say 04, 05, maybe even earlier. There was a rugby league nines tournament out at Homebush. And not only did it have uh, Australian NRL teams, it had international teams as well. This is way back. Anyway, the final was between, I think it was Parramatta and the West Tigers. This was the sevens in 04. Was it sevens? Sevens in 04. Yeah. yeah. So it's the Tigers and the Parramatta in the final. And uh, me and my cousin and, and my dad and my uncle are sitting right down near the fence for the final. We're Bulldogs fans, so you know we're not really going for either side. Yep. But being Bulldogs fans, we're kind of barracking against Parramatta. Yep. So Luke Burt's got this kick from the touchline to win the game. And he comes back to kick it and it goes deadly silent. And as he runs in to strike the ball, my cousin yells super loud, miss it. And he half slips and kicks it and shanks the ball. Yeah. And then the West Tigers win. Yeah. And everyone, it was just quiet in the stadium when that, that happened. And every Parramatta fan just spun around and were filthy. And my cousin would have been, say, 12 or 13 okay, years yeah, of age. Yeah, but he yeah, just yeah. did this booming, miss it. Yeah. And he slipped as he went to kick it. Because they drop kick in the sevens, right? So it wasn't a yeah, it was yeah, a drop I kick attempt. It was. it was a drop kick attempt. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> and I'll never forget that moment. And the fact that it actually impacted. Yeah. Did he hear it? Did yeah. he not? I, I think he did. But they get that all the time, yeah. kickers. Um, what about you? You a big heckler? No, no, we weren't allowed. Uh, my mum had a strict no boo policy. Mm. So we won't. So we, we'd go to the footy every weekend. Yeah. Um, with my family and and my parents and my sisters and stuff like that, and we weren't allowed to boo. Yeah, right. The opposition. So very boring. But on, like, I love sledging. You love sledging? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I reckon yeah. Australia yeah. would have to be up there. You know, someone like Novak, are they sledging him as well at Roland Garros at the French Open? Oh. I don't think so. Who knows? How boring though. I don't think so. Yeah, I think we'd we be. You like a bit of sledging, surely. Yeah, I like sledging. Yeah. I love sledging. Yeah. Particularly like swimming, there's not that much room for sledging. Um, but, you know, when I was younger and I played footy, the sledging was. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty out there. Yeah, yeah. It's, as long as it's in good taste, it's fine. Like, yeah. as long as it's not personal. But I, I'd be interested to hear um, what people think on um, sledging and heckling, and if there's they've got any good stories on if they've heckled or heard any heckling mm. at sporting events. You can get us on the text line oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. You know who uh, doesn't like heckling? Mm. Nick Kyrgios. When he gets heckled in the crowd, he loses the plot. And <laughs> From I love his that. own box. Did you see the time? Uh, he was in America. I think it might have been the US Open. He turned around and uh, he Ben Stiller was yeah, in the crowd. Yeah. And he said, do you tell him how to act? Yeah. No, then don't tell me yeah. how to play tennis. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, how his band is great. Uh on the NRL front, there's a rule change, MC. Uh, NRL has confirmed a change to the law and interpretations out of 2024. The change is designed to incentivize more contests for the, for the ball from set restarts, so yeah, kickoffs and dropouts. And, and dropouts, right? Because what we've seen, particularly for, for line dropouts over the last, what, two seasons, I, I guess, that's really come in vogue is a short line dropout. And it, it's a high-risk play because it comes with a penalty and you, you, gift, two, you gift two points. Yeah. Uh, for, from a penalty goal. But what's happened is the penalty's taken out of the equation now. So if a kick doesn't go 10 or it goes out on the full, whatever the case may be, there will be a restart 10 metres out. Yeah. So um, 
if it's from the halfway line, it'll be on the forty your own forty meter line. It'll be a tap restart. Okay. If it's from uh, the in goal, like a line dropout, it will be ten meters out. Okay. And it's a yep. re- tap restart, so yep. you don't give up two points. So I think we're going to see it all the time now. Pretty much. Um, yeah. And you know, and we're going to see not just the the short one or, or the high one. We'll see players try and kick it out because if you kick it out after it bounces. Uh, get you'll get back. the ball back, yeah. right? So I think we'll see a fair bit of that. Um, it adds more contest to the game. Mm. I don't mind it. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's a, it's a good tweak um, because it, it was becoming such a uh, play that w- that was so in vogue now that um, I like. I think it's entertaining because you're going to sit there and go, okay, there's a contest here now, and you know guys like Adam Reynolds, Matt Burden, uh, Cleary, these guys that have the ball on a, on a string, it's a huge win for them. Do you like the NRL change, uh, rule change? 0457 736 736. Let us know. Or even better, give us a call. 1300 01 1170. Do you think as much as it incentivizes the short dropout, it also, it doesn't take away, but it, it's less of a reward for gaining a, a set restart, for, for landing that ball yeah. in the end goal? Yes, for sure. Because then it turns into a 50-50 whether you yeah. get it back or not. I still think it's still, you know, the, the receiving side will get it more often than not. More often than not, And yeah. you still get the ball in good field possession in territory if they do make an error. Because that, that is already a risky kick, right? If you're grubbering to the in goal, you kick it a little too hard, you give away a seven-tackle set, seven, seven yeah. tackle set so I don't and like a 20-restart. I don't like that, yeah. But now you give away a seven-tackle set with a 20-meter um, restart – or a 50-50 shot mm. at the ball back. It, so yeah. it becomes a risk versus reward. Yeah. Almost uh, not worthwhile doing. Uh, I think that nah, teams will still try and, and, and do it. But I think it's, you know, even the, the short short dropouts come at risk sometimes. Because we've seen a few tries as well when mm. the, the bounce of the ball or a team's batted it back and no one's there to, to scoop it up. And uh, the, the, side, the receiving team has scored a try off it. So it comes at a risk. I don't think a lot all teams would do it. But I think we're going to see it. If we sat down and broke it down, I think we'll see it more often than not. A short line dropout. Whether yeah. we see short kickoffs, um, we'll see more of them now. Whether we see them too regularly, I don't think so because of um, the field, field position. position. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot, you're giving up 50 meters um, there, and you know teams. A lot of teams prefer to defend on their try line anyway. So um, I don't think we'll see it as much from kickoffs, but line dropouts. I think we'll see it majority of the time now. I want to know from, uh, well, you as well, MC, but are, are we seeing too many rule changes in the NRL? 0457736736. Uh, it's been pretty regular over the past. Well, since Philandis came in, there's been rule changes every year. Yeah, I think we've had we've had some massive changes, obviously with the set restarts, back to one refs, all these sort of things, right? They were, they were huge changes. Now we're seeing tweaks and a, a bit of finessing of, of the game. I don't mind it. I, I'd like a rule like this. I've got no issue with. I don't think it. It doesn't change the game. It doesn't change the fabric of the game. It doesn't change the way teams prepare. Um, I think it adds an element of excitement to it. I think it adds an, another element of contest to the game. Um, I actually think it's a good idea. It's not one where I sat there and go, "Oh, this would have been a good one," but I, I think it's one that um, I, I'm okay with. Uh, hey, heading to the break, I wanted to uh, ask you. I also saw about. $100 million Powerball. Mm. If you won $100 million at Powerball, what would you do? Have a think about that. Okay. I'll come back to you on it. 
We're here for Brighton's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's lawyers. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. We're powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Earlier on the news, MC, I heard Vanessa talking about this $100 million Powerball mm. that's potentially going to go off tonight. It just got me thinking, what do I do with $100 million? So I want to ask you, you win the Powerball, hundred. Well, do you play Powerball? or nah, not really. Or, yeah, me neither. Ad hoc, maybe. So, so you not, do sometimes? I've, maybe twice in my life. Do you have set numbers know. or just nah, do the randomizer? I don't even know how it works. Yeah. Uh, $100 million. What would you do with it? $100 mil. Oh, I don't know if I'd be back here tomorrow for a hundred. I'm not working ever again. No way. I'm never nah, working. Again. Like obviously, there's yeah, you got to buy a house and you got to you know pay off the house or that I've got and then buy a, a very nice house. And um, I'd buy a footy team, a rugby yeah. league team, okay, or, or like a 51 percent stake. So you're a Dragons fan? Yeah. Are you buying the Dragons? Oh, if they're for sale. If not, I'll buy someone else. And what are you paying for the Dragons? With a hundred mil, I'd. For a 51% share, they're probably, probably 20? 20. 20 yeah. mil? 20 so mil. you got 80 left over? 20. How much in a house? I don't know. I haven't looked at the... Exp- the property market, that end of town? Oh, not that end of town, no. <laughs> but you'd at least 15 mil on a house. 15? Ah, yeah, mate. what about you? I'm thinking I'm spending like 90 million on a house. What sort of house are you buying for $90 million? A beast house, Wolsey Point Road, which is called Billionaire's Row. Point Piper that looks bare yeah. straight down the barrel at the Harbour Bridge. Or there's a couple of mansions right on the water at, at Bondi that I might go. Um, that's because I'm not going to be working anymore. Yes. Work's done for yes. life. So I'm going to be spending most of my time at my. What are you fitting out in a 90 million dollar? Aside from the, you're paying for the view, right? Obviously, amazing. I'm doing but saunas, ice baths, grouse gym, cinema. 10-car garage with, like, a Lamborghini, <laughs> Ferrari. Like, it's MTV Cribs, basically. <laughs> I'm living yeah, like a rock star. Yeah. Maybe a nightclub in nightclub. the... Yeah, like a bar slash yeah. nightclub. You, like you Warney. Just, did he have a nightclub? Yeah. Yeah, tennis court. Okay. All the good stuff. And then, basically, I'll have a chef, obviously. A chef, okay. So I don't go out to dinner anymore. So then I don't really have to leave my house. And the I other, think you're back working in two years. <laughs> <laughs> the other 10 million... I'll, you know, invest or play around with. Yeah. Um, play around with more than invest in, it seems like. Pump up the sports bet account. <laughs> uh, um, and then I'll live off that. That's it. But the thing but about that $90 million house, if that appreciates at the rate that Sydney does. Yes. Sydney property, I don't know about that in a town, but every 10 years it doubles in value. So in 10 years time, I've got a $180 million house. Yeah. Don't worry about your investments. I got it. But you still need to live somewhere. Yeah, my $180 million house. But you're talking about, yeah. It's paper money. It's just what I'm worth based off the appreciation of my house. Yeah, I understand how it works. You're in a little $15 million house. It's barely big enough to fit in my garage. Like, <laughs> you can come on, dream I've big, got, MC. I've got a lot of family and cousins and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other thing. Right? You always hear about when people win big on the Powerball or the Lotto, the family comes knocking. Um, my family's become knocking a charity anyway. case. They're knocking? They're knocking anyway. No, not for cash. Do you, try, <laughs> do you try and around. keep it a secret or do you just... How? When I move out of my house into a $15 million, $15 million house. house and be like, just what's say going I wrote on? this bomb article <laughs> that got huge views online, the advertising per, per click. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever get a percentage of that? No. Doesn't work like that. No, unfortunately. No, sure. unfortunately. Uh, uh, but then I'd have a house overseas too. Don't know about winter in Sydney. 
Winter in Sydney might be a thing of the but past. There's just all these weird rules though when you buy property overseas around. I'm sure you can get it with a hundred mil. You get around it. Yeah, potentially. But would you go I've Monaco then, where it's a tax haven, and put your money in a bank in Monaco? I haven't thought about it that much. But no, it's got to be. What do like, you think about at night? Mm. Work. What did you dream about last night? I had a funny dream <laughs> last night. I'll, I'll just say this one quickly. I had a dream that I was in the AFL combine, like I was being put up for the AFL draft. And you know those dreams where you can't jump high enough or run fast enough? So That's reality for most of us. But yeah. yeah. And I was saying to the other guys in the draft, we don't do this in rugby league. There's no such thing. I don't know why I have to do this vertical uh, leap. I don't know. I've got a weird mind. Yeah, you do. 0457 736 736. What would you do if you won $100 million in the Powerball? Would you buy a measly little fifteen million dollar house, a little, <laughs> a little toy, a little tree house? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Give us a call. Can we get weird and wacky with this? What would you do with a hundred million dollars? We're here for Brighton's lawyers unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Brighton's lawyers.